It is absolutely just like real life voting. Uh, that's how, you know, EVE mirrors real life in a lot of ways from the economy to the way the players interact with each other and all the way up to this like sort of real life democratic process. And the people that end up getting elected to the council are a reflection of the people that are most organized in game. And that's how you end up with good things or bad things, depending upon how you look at it in the world. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the interview dump truck. We've just scratched the surface of the time Drew and I spent in Reykjavik, Iceland. Seriously. Drew is crafting videos from our hours of footage, and I'm combing through our countless interviews and picking out the most interesting to share. I've always been vaguely aware of EVE Online's political machinations, but didn't know there was literally a player-elected council that works directly with CCP to communicate the will of the players. That group is called the CSM, or Council of Stellar Management. CCP revealed the result of the latest round of voting at FanFest, and more than 50,000 players participated in the voting process. For a game with 500,000 active users, that's not a bad turnout. Mark Hurd goes by the name Celine in EVE Online. In addition to being a leading member of CSM, he used to be a designer at CCP as well. He's since moved on from CCP, but remains an active part of the EVE Online community. We chatted about the role of the Council of Stellar Management, what it means to have a set of digital constituents, and the reason he's not running for re-election. Hey guys, now we are now joined by Mark slash Celine in game, who is part of the CSM in EVE Online. And I think the easiest thing is actually just to turn it over to you immediately to explain what, what exactly that is. You were just on a panel about it, but yeah. for, for our audience, can you explain a little about what that is and what your role is? The CSM is basically a player elected council that uh, there's like 500,000 people that play EVE Online and every year they all get together and they vote as to who they want to represent them to the devs and our job is essentially to act as player liaisons between the community and the developers of the game and tell them you know this is right this is wrong you could be doing this better or you know whatever and that's basically what we do. So it, this is currently on like CSM 7 so that's, is that does mean that's the seventh voted council? Like, how, how does that turn over and how does that change? Okay, so essentially this was an idea that came into being uh, about, uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of misleading. This is the seventh elected council, but up until uh, the fifth version, it was only for six months at a time. And then they realized six months wasn't long enough to do it, so they made it a year long term after that. And um, I actually worked at the company when the CSM was incepted. Is that a word? I think it is. Yeah. I just made a word up. Close Good. enough. Good. Close Great. enough. Okay, so um, I worked at the company in game design for about three and a half years, and then when I got out, uh, I had to wait a year, and so I still wanted to be involved. So I ran for CSM 6 and got elected, and then I ran for CSM 7 and got elected, and I ended up being chairman. And this is something that uh, they, they put together. It like Yeah, it's a yearly cycle, and every year so far, the number of people that vote on it have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. I think last year there were a little over something like 60,000 uh, people voted in it. And the reason that the numbers aren't that much higher is primarily because the people that are most motivated to get the vote out are the ones that are high, in highly organized alliances that are already like the ones that are craving power and they really like try to dig deep and find every advantage that they possibly can. Just, just like real life voting. <laughs> absolutely. It is absolutely just like real life voting. Uh, that's how, you know, EVE mirrors real life in a lot of ways from the economy to the way the players interact with each other and all the way up to this like 
sort of real life democratic process and the people that end up getting elected to the council are a reflection of the people that are most organized in game and that's how you end up with good things or bad things depending upon how you look at it in the world. So what, what was your constituency? Like who were you representing? That was an that's an interesting question because I'm a member of uh, an, the In-Game Alliance Pandemic Legion uh, who are known as basically some the bad guy mercenaries of the game. We've got like a really ridiculously large fleets of ships and everything else. We're, we're small in terms of people, but we have, we're very, very well funded and we're very well organized. But because of my, uh, we had another candidate, Elise Randolph, who was like the Pandemic Legion candidate, but because I came from doing stuff, I've been playing you for almost 10 years, and I came from my dev background and the other stuff I've done in the past, I think I had a much broader group of people and I actually ended up getting as almost as many votes as he did. And so my constituency, I guess, would be like pretty much one of the wider versions. I mean, I don't particularly uh, advocate on any one particular style of play. I just want the game as a whole to be as best as it can for everybody, which, to be honest, once election time and being on the CSM are two kind of different things. People run on certain platforms because they're trying to appeal to a certain constituency, and then whenever they get elected, you get in the room and you find out that, well, we're all basically nerds playing the same game, and we agree on about 98% of everything that's going on, and so we're all going to get mad at CCP or agree about the same things. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. So what are, what are the sorts of decisions that the CSM actually had an impact on? Like, what were the sorts of things that uh, actually changed in the game as a result of, of the CSM that, like, people would notice? Okay, well, that's really happened, uh, that's really become much more common in the last couple of years. Uh, last year, uh, CSM 6 was involved in the big, huge incarnate debacle where CCP decided to go a certain direction with the game and the players as a whole really did not like it. And the CSM got flown out to Iceland for an emergency summit. There's usually two summits a year. Well, we had three that year. And uh, they flew us out here and we got to basically sit down with them and, and like try to break down exactly what all the players were angry about. You know, read your own forums. But hey, they, they've got us, so they used us for that. Um, since then, it's uh, become, it's gotten even more in depth. Uh, when CSM7 started at the beginning of last year, we decided to go for what was called stakeholder status. And in the gaming industry, a stakeholder is essentially someone who is involved in, a feature, in feature development from beginning to end. And what we managed to do over the last year was really improve upon the amount of interaction and the quality of interaction that we have with CCP. And that includes, uh, we've got a joint Skype channel where we talk to the devs quite often. Well, the devs that choose to participate, which has gone up dramatically over the last year. And we've managed to essentially help steer the game in a direction which, you know, we believe the players will be more uh, happy about. And, for example, one of the things that they announced earlier this year through a series of devlogs is that they've changed the way that they're doing development. They're no longer doing development uh, for expansions based upon like one big theme, like mm. everything for like, you know, one particular area of space or one particular play style. They've stopped doing that. So the new expansion that's uh, being announced this afternoon at the keynote, which is Odyssey, is kind of the ref reflection of that changing mentality. Instead of doing like one big thing and another big thing, they're doing a series of things across the entire spectrum of E for all levels of gameplay, which makes me very happy and a lot of the other guys who put a lot of work into this very happy as well. So 
I, and I honestly believe that the CSM had a very big impact on that because leading up to the summit in December, we had a series of meetings with CCP where we expressed quite loudly exactly how we were not pleased with the direction that they were starting to think again and they acted on it. So one of the things that, that anyone follows actual politics knows that things go wrong, people use their power, they abuse their power. Does that, does that manifest itself in the CSM as well? I know there was some discussion, we came in a little bit late about a, a leak that had occurred, mm. um, but I'm not you know, super familiar, but have there been instances where people have you know, gotten to these positions and then, and then used it for the wrong reasons? There have been a couple instances in the past where CSM members have done things that they weren't supposed to do, and they were ve dealt with very quickly and swiftly. And but over the last uh, over the last couple of terms, everybody has pretty much followed the rules as far as you know what you're alluding to. I can't really comment on that because it's kind of an uh, it's kind of an evolving situation. Mm -hmm. Except to say that the individual that is at the at the center of it, uh, he's. He's, pretty, he's betrayed the trust of a lot of people on both sides, and it's, I, but I don't really believe that it's going to affect the future of how the CSM is going to operate because there are some really, really good people who put a lot of time into this from both CCP and the player side of it, and anybody that's looking for attention is not going to damage that. I just don't believe it. It seems like one of the, the common threads uh, when people were asked about the, there was one question about uh, a number of you weren't going up for the next mm -hmm. council, mm -hmm. uh, the amount of time that it requires, A, to, to be a part of this and to make it valuable, and then B, you know, n not having time to play the game as well. It seems like the time investment is already huge to play something like EVE Online, but then to also do this, it sounds like it's, it's pretty overwhelming. It is. You literally, a lot of people don't understand this, and the guys that are running for the 8th Council are going to really get a, a taste of it. It's been quite, quite interesting. There's a couple of guys, especially um, a couple of the bloggers, who have been fairly outspoken over the last year or two about the fact that, you know, well, why aren't you guys doing this? Or why aren't you guys doing that? And the answer to that is really simple. It's like, well, why don't you run for it and see exactly how much time this takes? And, uh, you know, funnily enough, uh, one, a couple of them did, and it looks like one of them is definitely going to get on, which is a good thing, which is a good thing, because it'll be interesting to see how his blogging habits change but uh, at the at the moment I mean we've gone it's gone from being a process in the first couple of CSMs you know you'd have a group you'd have these guys get together in like an in-game chat channel and blah 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 and type some words and then they'd have like little voting things and yeah at, at the beginning of CSM 6 we changed the dynamic of all of that we decided the the people that got elected we had almost a whole clean new slate of people and we decided that we were going to run the CSM the way that we would run an Eve alliance in game, a successful alliance in the game, which is that we have like constant communication. We work together as much as possible without literally, you know, like telling each other what to do. I mean, have opinions all you want, but when you're trying to advocate and you're trying to push an agenda of any sort whatsoever, you need to try and achieve a, a reasonable consensus. You know, it's a lesson that real life politicians could really learn these days. But, um, that has really worked well for us over the last couple of terms, and we've kept refining that process to a point where I believe that the people that come on board for CSM8 are going to have an easier time than they had of than, than anybody has had previously. But the amount of work involved is definitely substantial, because I would say you're going to end up if 
you have any free time whatsoever during the week, if you have a job, if you have a family or whatnot, you're looking at a good six to 12 hours, depending upon what is going on at any given state. I mean, you're talking about meetings, reviewing dev blogs, just answering questions, just day-to-day chit-chat. It is, it is a lot of work, and that is why I believe like only one of the guys that was on CSM 7 is actually running again for CSM 8, because it's just, he's got the time, and the rest of us, you know, have like, we've done our one or two or more years, and it's just, and it's time for fresh faces, too. So, so uh, to bring this around, the, the one thing I've been asking everyone when I've been talking to people here at FanFest is that everyone that plays EVE Online has a story, or a million stories. Like, do you have a personal favorite story about your, about your time in EVE? When, the one of the things, what I was, what I was, I guess, famous for is... I, when I started first playing EVE about a month after it went live in 2003, and I formed what was essentially known as the first large mercenary group in the game. There was no mercenary mechanic, there was no support for it or anything else like that, and I got together a series of corporations and formed an alliance called Mercenary Coalition. And we ended up, uh, we ended up recruiting like a lot of really good players, and we became kind of known for being able to hit way above our level in terms of like numbers versus power. And we did a lot of really amazing things in the game, uh, culminating in about 2007 or so, whenever we took over several regions of space. So actually, at one point, we made, I, I made a forum post, and everybody in the region evacuated on the strength of that one forum post. So it was really, it, it was, you know, because oh, the Mercenary Coalition is coming, you know, and they all just ran away. It was, it was hilarious. Well, actually, no. They left three, like, sovereignty towers and three systems that we, like, had to take one day to destroy. But, um... So, but then I ended up going to work for CCP, and I had to eventually over time. I had to shut all of that down, <laughs> and um, so that was. I mean, that was that was the most fun that I mean I've had. That was kind of what I did in the past and everything else. And now I'm just kind of happy. I mean, I still run. Uh, I came out after I left CCP. I still I took back over the corp that I had founded, and I'm still running it. And you know, joined the other big mercenary group that kind of is following in my. Uh, alliance's footsteps, so to speak. They'd probably shoot me to hear that, but it is the <laughs> damn truth. I'm sorry, I did it first. And um, so it's, uh, you know, but there's, the thing about it is, is that every, everyone has a story in Eve. That is, that is, that is the real truth of it. Um, some people have, have done more than others, and some people have accomplished more than others, but the, the, the beauty of Eve and the way that the sandbox gameplay works is that anybody can literally do anything that they want to do as long as they try really, really hard and they put the effort in. And one man really can make a difference, and you can, you can aspire and achieve and try and try and try. But at the same time, sometimes no matter how hard you try, someone will crush you under their boot, and that's just the way it works. And that's why I'm still here after 10 years. I love it, I love how cutthroat it is, and uh, it's, sometimes it can be absolutely fun, and sometimes it can be devastatingly brutal. It's all about tears and happiness. <laughs> cool, well thanks so much yeah, for your time. No problem.